We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That was a long one. That was a good one. That was one of my best ones in a while. Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender Ed. Blender HD, if you want to follow me on Twitter. And it's Tuesday, October 25th. And uh, we got a four-game NBA slate tonight that is setting up to be a disaster. It's an absolute disaster tonight, possibly, uh, with, uh, <laughs> with OKC. The Clippers, Paul George is out. The Pelicans, Ingram is out. Maybe Zion is out. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be stupid. It's gonna be stupid tonight. We're gonna have to wait on news pretty much, but we can talk about it a little bit. Talk about the process. Answer your questions in the YouTube chat. It's toss up Tuesday. I already have something planned to, to show you today anyway. But good morning to the to the to the YouTube chat. Devin's in there even with the little emojis. Wataz, good morning. Doug Montgomery, Kickstart, Suki Singh, Mister Richard. Joe Mack, Travis Selby, Troy Hoback, Defic, Pierre Dota, Rob Gardner. Thummy thumbs, yes. Yes, Mr. Richard has it right. Give me those thummy thumbs. It helps us out. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Uh, yesterday, not very good showdown slate for me. Not not, not when you play Mac Jones and then Bailey Zappi comes in. Uh, <laughs> right? There was a chance that was going to happen, and then it did. Uh, but I did very well in NBA, not in DFS, but in, in props. Right? Why am I bothering playing DFS anymore? I don't know what. What's the point? What's the, what's the point? What's the point? Just 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 do prize picks, do underdog, do prop betting. Right? Why the hell not? Uh, did very very well last night in props. Got, got nailed a trifecta of uh, Blazers props uh, late at night that I had a bunch of. I had uh, you know Nurkic over PR, PRA. I had uh, Lillard over five and a half assists. Simons over two and a half three pointers. He hit seven of them. So, uh, so that that was very good. Got got the the marking in unders, right? That that was in that was in our projections. Terrence Ross under fantasy points. That was in our projections. It's just, dude, all you have to do is sign up for Roto Grinders, right? Click on that link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month combo premium. You'll, you'll, you'll get the NBA statistical projections, like literally, like just overlaid on prize picks for you. 
right? And then you just find the biggest discrepancies and you hammer them. And that, that there you go, right? You don't even have to go to a page. I mean, we have a page with the statistical projections, but you don't even have to go back and forth. I do that with the Blitz, the Blitz projections for NFL. So far, I've played, done seven weeks of uh, Blitz projections with, uh, with, with prize picks and underdog. Seven weeks, seven weeks of profit. Like, I, uh, my bad weeks are still a couple hundred bucks. So, to me, to me, like, I'm... Why am I playing? Why am I playing cash games in DFS? Like why? Like why am I battling two v twos against uh, a lot of other fairly sharp players? I don't know. I don't know. I'm scaling it down. I think I'm scaling it down. I think it's much easier to just like okay, I'm going to hammer some stuff uh, in the early afternoon, you know, on Tuesday night or Wednesday morning for NFL, and then just I'm done. I'm done. Don't have to. Don't have to worry about anything, right? So, uh, but I still, I still want to play some DFS, and uh, what I'm choosing to do in basketball at least to start the season and maybe for the whole season is uh, use the same exploitative strategy in triple ups and five and, and, and can double ups and three mans and five mans that I did in MLB this past season for a little bit. Uh, Cause then NFL came in and then September call ups and then we get it. Then I don't want to play MLB anymore. Uh, so basically uh, on, you can do it on FanDuel. I think FanDuel is probably a little bit softer that you could just play cash as normal. Uh, but on DraftKings, basically figuring out what other people are going to play and then try to play as much of a of a different combinatorial lineup with as high of a projection as possible. And then try to play against people. Essentially, you're targeting people where you could predict their lineups. And you want to play again in triple-ups and three-mans and five-mans where a lot of the field is sharing the same, like, six players. A lot of five, six, seven, a lot of 1v1s and 2v2s. And you're playing like a 4v4 or 5v5, dropping your projection. But when you win, you you beat, you beat get three extra, five extra money. So that's that's essentially what I'm doing. And then also throwing lineups in, playing two other lineups very similar to that in like small field single entry stuff, like the $100 Showtime, the $40, whatever the hell it's called, mid-range jumper, I believe. It's called the $12 single entry. Like stuff that's like a thousand or less entries and doing a similar, similar type of thing where, you know, I'm still playing a high projected lineup, but just kind of like 5v5ing it, you know, not, not fading all the chalk, but not playing all the chalk, stuff like that. Uh, and I want to, I want to show you like an example of that on, on today's show. And you can feel free to post your questions in the YouTube chat, no matter what it is about, right? Cobra Kai says he had five pats in his lineup and so he lost. Right with the eight point spread, there was only six percent chance of a five one or four two bears stack, and I had none. Right, well, it's not about the most probable; it's about the most profitable. Right, so yeah, if you play play a five one bears or something, you're gonna lose like ninety five percent of the time. But the five percent of the time that you win, how much do you win? Right, if you win a lot, then it's worthwhile to do. Right, I only played three lineups yesterday, so I probably would have had some, you know, five ones, fair five four two bears lineups if I played like fifty lineups. But I played three, and I played small field stuff, so I was leaning more heavily on the Patriots. And Mac Jones, who, you know, I thought his ownership would go down with, the, 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 oh, baby, Bailey Zappi comes in, and of course he did. Okay, so so for NBA, like, I pulled up our, our morning projections, which uh, well, there'll be adjustments made. Uh, and obviously, we have we have all this new. We have we have uh, what the starting lineup for the, for the Clippers are even going to be, right, with Paul George out. We got all the guys pretty much. We got Giddy and SGA out for OKC, but they 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 can play twelve guys. So I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, Trey Mann is there, but 
I'm, I'm not sure. I think the minutes get spread around enough that we, we don't have them as like insane values. And uh, then we have to, uh, Ingram is out. Uh, so that'll bump up uh, Trey Murphy. And and we don't know the status of Zion Willingson. He's questionable, right? We see we see the right here. Herbert, Herbert Jones is also questionable. I, he probably plays, but uh, well, we have to see that type of stuff. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to just with our current projections, just like I'm just what, what's the optimal median optimal 272 34. Okay, Cade Cunningham, Trey Mann, Murphy, Draymond Green, Porzingis, Paul Powell, Aiton. Okay, now obviously there are other, there are, there are, there are other sites around the industry. They have the projections also. So what I will also do is I will go to them and download their projections and see what their optimal is, and then I will also aggregate all those projections together and then see what that optimal is and, or run 10 lineups, run 20 lineups. So let's, let's say I ran 20 lineups. So let, let's go under the assumption that everyone in the world uses Roto Grinders projections. They should. I think it's the best NBA projections in the industry. So let's just say, so I'm going to run 20 lineups, right? Just one, one, you know, one unique, whatever, just see what comes up. What players are in, the, the optimal lineups. Okay, we got 100% Aiton, Powell, Green. 18, Trey Mann lineups. Then we get Luca and Porzingis in some, right? We're going under the assumption right now. Like I said, these numbers will change by 7 o'clock tonight, okay? Depending on who's in, who's out, usage adjustments, everything. So we just pretend we're doing this at like 10 minutes before lock, okay? Or something like that. So I'm just showing you the process of what I'm doing. So if this is the if this is the optimal, right? Maybe the second optimal is, has Bradley Beal in it, has Luca in it, has Aaron Wiggins in it. That seems like eh, I don't know about that, but we see Aiton Powell Green. Okay, so I'm going to save this lineup. So this is the optimal lineup. Okay, so I'm going to save it. So let's just say that our opponents we're playing a three man, we're playing a five man, we're playing triple ups. Let's just say our opponents are more likely to have this lineup right? This exact lineup. It's projected the highest from a meeting perspective. In double-ups, and head-to-heads, this is the lineup that you should be playing, right? There's no, there's no reason to deviate if you if you trust in your projections. There's no reason to deviate from the highest median projected lineup. Median meaning the 50th percentile, and your goal in head-to-heads and double-ups is pretty much to hit the 50th percentile, right? So you're aiming for that. Now in triple-ups, you're looking to hit 30, you know, top uh, 67th percentile. You know, 80th percentile and quintuple ups, that type of thing. So it's not necessarily about optimizing for median outcomes. Okay. Uh, Andrew asked, do you think this game selection and strategy is still valid if you're only using one projection? So yeah, of course it is. But you have to be able to predict other people's lineups. Okay. Most likely, NBA projections are not complicated to do. The projections that we have at Roto Grinders are not going to be that significantly off from other places in general. A minute here, a minute there. Now, knowing that other people use other projections, I want to know what they're doing. So it's not it's not saying that, oh, I like their projections. Just I know. I want to see, I want to see what types of lineups that those come up with, right? Oh, they have, you know, Draymond Green down a point, which means he doesn't fill in this spot and someone else fills in that spot. And it ends up being a 2v2. Right, something like that. But typically, the ones that appear in like all the lineups are are probably going to be very popular, regardless of the projection source that you're using. So I'm just showing you the process. Okay, how many projection sources you use? If you just use Roto Grinders, it, it doesn't matter. 
Just showing you the concept. So I saved it, this optimal lineup. So pretend this is the lineup that we're competing against in a three-man. So one opponent has this lineup. The second opponent may have a, a, a 2v2 off this lineup. Or maybe even has the same lineup. Perfect world, they'd have the same exact lineup. Right? That would be a perfect world. You automatically gain EV by doing by when that happens. Okay? So let's just say our, our opponents are more likely to have a lineup that looks something like this. Or very close. A 2v2 off of this. Some type of thing. Okay? So our goal is to share the least amount of players while giving up the least amount of projection. So what I will do, okay, what I will do right here is I'll look at the the, the 20 lineups and go, okay, if we get rid of Aiton, how much projection are we losing? 272.34. So if I X out Aiton, and then I could run it again, right? Because now it'll run in the sidebar without Aiton. So 272.34 with Aiton. 268.48. So you lose four points in projection by not having eight. That seems like a lot. So I'm going to put him back in. So now I'm going to go to Norman Powell. How many points do we, do we lose if we get rid of Norman Powell? 272.34 with him. 268.55 without him. So we're losing still about four points in projection without Norman Powell. So we're going to put him back. Now, how about Draymond Green? 272.34 with him. 269.96 269.96 without him. Okay, we're losing a less projection than the other two. Okay? So let's put him back also. Let's see how a Trey man. 272.34 with him. 271.29 without him. Okay, so that's, he's popular, right? He's in 18 of the 20 lineups. And I lose the least amount of projection with him. Okay, so now I'm down to 271.29. Now, if I take a look at this lineup compared to the top lineup, how many players do we share? Okay. So I dropped a little bit in projection. Don't no longer have Trey Mann in this lineup. Okay. So who do we share? Chris Paul, we share. Kennard, we don't. Murphy, we share. So that's two. Green, we share. That's three. Porzingis, we share. That's four. Booker's not in the lineup. Powell, five. Eight and six. So basically it's a 2v2. Not enough for me. I want, I want, I want, let's see if we can lose even more projection and not share as many players. So what other players are in this lineup? How about Chris Paul? Chris Paul, he's not in as many lineups, but maybe we don't lose as much projection with him. So we get rid of Paul, 271.29 with him. 270.25 without him. Okay, so we only drop one point in projection. That's fine. Okay, so now we're down to this. We don't have Paul in this lineup. So how many players do we share with the optimal lineup based on our projections? Okay, so we have Wall, not shared. Booker, not shared. Murphy, shared. That's one. Green, shared. That's two. Porzingis, shared. That's three. Poole, not in the lineup. Powell and Aiton, we both share. So that's five. So it's a 3v3. Okay, let's see if we can get down even further. Okay, so we take a look at this lineup. As far as the projections are concerned, they got Aiden. If we if we get rid of Aiden, we probably lose a ton of projection. Right? We already saw saw that. So let's see. Porzingis. Let's let's get rid of Porzingis. Who's in the least amount of lineups that isn't in this lineup? So let's see. Pool. No, Pool's not in the lineup. <coughs> How about Cade Cunningham? Right. 
Well, we already don't have Kay Cunningham in the lineup. Okay, so let's see. Who's in this lineup? Draymond? Uh, let's, I mean, Draymond 270.25. Oh, we don't, okay, we don't lose that. We lose a point and a half. So that, that isn't that bad. A point and a half with Draymond. We lose a lot more. Yeah, but Powell and Aiton, we, we lose a lot more. So probably we, we're going to have to keep Powell and Aiton. We're going to drop way too much projection by getting rid of them. But we can drop uh, Draymond Green from the lineup. 270.25 with 269.36 without. Okay. So now we take a look at this lineup. How many players do we share with the optimal? Okay. Luca, not in the, not in the optimal. Dinwiddie, not in the optimal. Murphy, we share. Stewart, not in. Porzingis, we share. Kennard, not in. Powell, we share. Eight and we share. So now it's a 4v4. This lineup, you if you wanted to play, maybe you could play. Let's see if we could drop even further. Can we get rid of Porzingis even? Because we can't, we probably can't get rid of Murphy. Right? We get rid of Murphy 269 down to 260. Oh, good. Maybe we can't even get rid of Murphy. I think maybe his projections go up. Right? Let's see if we get rid of how much we get rid of with Porzingis. 269.36. 268.11, 268.11 versus Trey Murphy, 268.55. Okay, that may be better. Okay, now you, I mean, now now we're getting down to people that you're not a big fan of playing. So now we're down to 268.55. So if Luca, not in. Kennard, not in. Aaron Wiggins, not in. Amori. Not in. Porzingis is it. So basically we're sharing three players. Can we even get rid of Porzingis? Let's go even further. I don't even think you have to get this far down. I don't think you have to sacrifice any more projection. But if we got rid of Porzingis also, 268.55, Okay, now, now we're dropping too much. Now we're dropping too much. So we're, we're kind of at the line right here. You could choose to say, I don't, I'd rather not get rid of Murphy than Porzingis. So let's say we did, did Murphy and we, we, Took out Porzingis here, 269.36, 268.11, right? You may like this lineup a little bit better, right? We have Luca, Booker, Murphy, we share. Aiton, Aiton we share, and Powell we share. So it's a 5v5. 5v5 versus a, if we get rid of Murphy, we have Porzingis, Powell. It was still a 5v5. It's a little bit higher projected technically, but I mean, these, these, these are kind of fragile. These three K players. Maybe I just eat Murphy, right? So I'll take out Porzingis. So now we're down to 268.11. So we have Luca, Booker, Murphy, Stewart, Aiton, Wall, Wiggins, Powell. Sharing two players, right? We're sharing three players, Murphy, Aiton, and Powell. So I'm going to save this lineup. Okay, so these are the... This would be a lineup that I would maybe, this would be the lineup that I played in three-man triple-ups, quintuple-ups against that optimal lineup. Dropping about a little over four points in projection, but being at 5v5 off of it, right? Getting more combinatorial difference is worth the projection difference, especially if you know, this is the key, you have to know that the opponents you're playing are going to be playing a lineup that's similar to this. If it turns out that not many people are playing Porzingis at center with Aiton, 
then getting rid of Porzingis doesn't help you as much, right? Same for Murphy. Same for anyone in your lineup. If it turns out Dorman Powell, leave him slightly higher projected, and maybe he's not in as many lineups. He'll probably be in plenty of lineups. Maybe it's maybe it's more it's that's that alone. You'd rather be different by just having Powell. So these are the two lineups that we're looking at. So just by eyesight, I could I could play this lineup, but if you want to test it out, right? I have the theory of daily fantasy sports for advanced players. It's a course, 10 chapters, six hours of audio, advanced concepts, how to apply profitable DFS strategies for advanced players. It also comes with the Excel tools that you could use. And I use them every day. I use the portfolio trimmer. I use the duplication checker for for showdown slates, uh, the lineup simulator, the, the, the portfolio correlation matrix. We have tutorials for all of them. It's Excel. Okay, it's cutting and pasting and, and, and pressing buttons. It's not it's not complicated. Trust me, you don't have to do anything complicated. I will even show you. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the projections that we have because we're gonna need those projections. I'm gonna download them. Okay, and now I'm gonna switch over to my to my Excel screen. Okay, I gotta stop the screen. I gotta go over to screen three, maybe a little bit small right here. So here's my lineup simulator tool. So I'm going to save these projections, right? Download them right from lineup HQ. And you can see them right here, right? I have two screens. So that's why I'm just showing you. It's on my other screen. So here you go. So I could just cut and paste, right? Take all of this, right? To projected owned. Because I want to match up the columns, right? Cut and paste those. Paste them right here. Okay, hold on. What am I doing wrong? Interprojections. Oh, okay. Because I'm taking. Oh, okay. Uh, let's cut and paste. There we go. Right. I have to get the headers also. Get the ceiling, the floor columns. The ceiling and the floor columns right here. Paste those in. Right. And also the salary column. That's all you need. All right. So I cut and paste the salary column. Paste it right there. Okay, so I got the projections in. Now here are the lineups, right? Clear the ones that were already in here. Now I'm just going to take those two lineups. I'm going to literally just export the two lineups from Lineup HQ. Open them up. You can see them right here, right? Here's the two lineups, right? Cut and paste. That's, that's all it is, cut and pasting. Cut and paste. Paste them right in over here. Those are the those are the two lineups. The opt the optimal lineup and the lineup that's a 5v5 off of it. Then I can go over to lineup simulations and I can see right here of how often one wins over the other. Okay. Now I'm gonna probably even if I lower randomness, yeah, let's let's put it on 50%. Okay. You're you're looking for ones. Yeah, this one may actually be too low, too low projected, right? This one right here, like it loses against that other lineup in these simulations, 2,500 simulations. It's like 70-30, okay? So we're looking for something that wins at least 
35 to 38% of the time, right? So this may actually be a little bit, a little bit low. We may have done a little too much, right? So yeah, about 70, 30. So we're looking something more in the 35 to 38% range, somewhere like that. So I'm going to go back, go back to insert lineups, and I'm going to go back to lineup HQ. Remove. Let's go back. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna not we're gonna try to do one that doesn't that shares a little bit more of the players. Okay, so we're gonna get rid of this saved lineup. I'm gonna go back and and, and try this again. Okay, so let's put back in. Who should we put back in? Let's put back Porzingis. Let's take him out in the order that we put him back in. Right? So we put back in Porzingis. So we get Luca, Dinwiddie, Murphy. We get all of this. Okay. Who else did we take out? Draymond Green. So how, how many do we share with this lineup? Wall, Booker, Murphy. So we have Murphy, Green, Porzingis, Powell, Aiden. So it's a 3v3. It's a 3v3 off of this. We take put take out Green. It's a, let's see, Murphy, Przingis, Powell, Aiton. So it's a 4v4. So let's try this lineup. Okay. So I'm going to save this lineup. And I'm going to go back in. Go back into, whoops, hold on. Go back into the lineups emulator. Export the lineups again. And I'm going to run these these against each other cut and paste paste them right in right i got that in porzingis still okay we got that in okay so now i have now I have this this lineup which is a little little bit more similar go here okay now now we're getting there right 64 35 64 65 35 this is right at the line. Okay. So we're simulating based on the floors, the ceiling. I mean, we have all the projections in. So we can see here the floor, the median, the ceiling. Right. It's about three and a half points off in the median. It's also a slightly higher standard. Well, the, the other, actually, the optimal is slightly higher standard deviation. Right. So yeah, here we go. 38, 30, 63, 38, 36, 36, 37. Right. We're looking for like 30, 35 at minimum. 38 plus if possible. So there we go. Like this this lineup would be acceptable to me. This lineup of Luca, Dinwiddie, Murphy, Stewart, Prazingis, Kennard, Powell, Eaton. It shares. One, two, three, four players with the optimal. So it's a 4v4. And it wins enough against a similar lineup more than a third of the time. You're getting paid 3x to 5x, depending on the content. If you're playing three mans, five mans, triple ups, quintuple ups. So based on our projections here at Roto Grinders, if you knew you were playing against lineup one in a triple up or a three man, this lineup two would have a higher EV than it. 
that it would be worthwhile for you to play, especially if you know that the second player in your three-man has either the same lineup or a similar lineup, a 2v2, a 1v1 off of it. You're a 4v4. Now, let's. how about the lineup that we have that has, uh, we put Dr- Draymond Green back in, okay? I'm going to take that lineup out. We put Draymond Green back in. Now, how many how many players are we sharing? One, two, three, four, five. So this is a three v three. This lineup probably does better, but how much better? If we see that this lineup is like fifty five forty five, and it's significantly better than the other one, even though it's only a three v three, maybe you'd rather even just play that. So let's let's save this lineup. Okay, so I'm saving. Okay, you don't see it on the screen, right? I'm. I'm doing it in, on my other screen in lineup HQ. So I put green back in, and basically the 3v3 is Wall, Booker, and Poole instead of Cunningham, Paul, and Man. Okay, so I'm going to export those lineups. Go back here, clear these. Export these two lineups. And let's see what the difference is. Right, the lineup that we had before, that was a 4v4, was coming in at like 35 to 37% win rate against the optimal. How much significantly better? It should be better because it's higher projected lineup. But how much better? If it's not that much better, I'd rather have the 4v4 than the 3v3. So I go to lineup simulations. Okay, 39%, 38, 37, 38, 39. Is it that significantly better? I don't think it's significantly better enough. If this was something more like 5842, right? Maybe I choose the 3v3 over the 4v4. But I think the four, I think having an extra player that's different is worth it. Do I know for sure? No. But in my estimation, conceptually. So I like that four based on the current projections. Of course, like I said, I'm showing you a process. Uh, our, our projections team may make some minutes adjustments, may make some usage adjustments. You know, a, a, an update at two o'clock in the afternoon may change a player a point here, a point there. This is something you would do at, this is a thing you would do at 645, 15 minutes before lock with updated projections, right? Zion's out. Okay, well, that changes everything. Now, now we're, the, we're not even talking about some of these players, right? Oh, news comes out. Kawhi's going to start and play 35 minutes. We don't know what's going to happen. I'm just showing. I'm just showing you. You wouldn't play these lineups in double ups. In double ups, you play the optimal lineup, right? But you're also going to be competing against a lot of people that are either playing this exact lineup or something very similar to it. So you're 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 risking. You know, oh, do I double my money on a two v two? That's a half a point different in projection. Would you rather just have edge, knowing that a lot of your opponents in triple ups and quintuple ups are playing that lineup and not playing a different lineup? Technically. The lineup you play in double ups should be different than the lineups you play in triple ups, should be different than the lineups you play in quintuple ups. Like, truthfully, out of the lineups that we have, like this lineup that shares is a 3v3, maybe you play in triple ups and the lineup that we had before that doesn't have Porzingis in it or doesn't have Draymond Green in it, that lineup you play in quintuple ups, right? You, you dramatically you go it down, right? So you have a lineup for double ups, a lineup for triple ups, and a lineup for quintuple ups. A lineup for double ups and head deads, a lineup for triple ups and three mans, and a lineup for quintuple ups and five mans. 
That's what I'm trying to do. Like that's a, I'm playing three lineups. That's essentially what I'm doing. I'm just skipping the double up head to head line. I'm just not even bothering with that. I'm not even bothering to play the option. I'm playing a triple up lineup, a quintuple up lineup, and then like a GPP, then a, then even more, a little bit more projection, more for like maybe a little bit larger field GPPs. And then those are the three lineups that I play. Run it through. I mean, to check it. A lot of times you could eyeball it like, like we did. Like, okay, I'm going to lose this. I'm going to lose that. I'm going to lose this projection. And these should be fine. But you can run it through this lineup simulator tool, which we have as part of theoryofdfs.com. Get the course. Get the tools. They're they're regularly updated. They're Excel tools. You download them. You can do whatever the hell you want with them. And you can re-download them at any time. And you can see for yourself. As long as you have projections, which you can get here at Roto-Grinders, you can do that. I mean, look how I was explaining the process. So that's why, you know, it took a couple of minutes. But I mean, if, if I wasn't here just going, this is what you do, and then you move it over, like, dude, I I could do this whole thing in three minutes, right? I could do this 6.55. I would probably give myself a little bit of a buffer just to insert and input, input the lineups into DraftKings. But like, dude, you could do this 10 minutes before lock, even using the lineup simulator, like what I just showed you to do. And as long, the, the remember, the key is you have to be able to predict the lineups. If you're not able to predict the lineups, how would, how would you know how much different you are from another lineup? Maybe it turns out a lot of people are playing Luca, Luca today. Maybe a lot, a lot of, maybe that's what people are doing. So you have to assume that first. So like these lineups don't have Luca. You may think, oh, Luca is going to be different than what I say. And then Luca is 80% up. You're like, oh, uh-oh. You're actually sharing more players with now. Now you're a two v two, and when you thought you were going to be a four v four, because obviously once you put put an eleven k Luca in, it means that you're you have to play. You know now you're playing Aaron Wiggins. Now you now you're playing. Uh, you know now you're playing kind of like little punty plays in your lineup. Obviously, it depends on the news. Well, if we get word that Zion's out, even more value will open up. If we get word that for some reason we know with the rotations of OKC, maybe we get more value there. Who knows? We don't. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, let's see. Andrew in the chat. If you're in, say, 10 triple ups, for example, are you diversifying or running the same in all 10? Um, you, divert, there's no correct answer to that. It depends on how much your risk tolerance is, right? 
I play a very small percentage of my bankroll. I'm very conservative from a bankroll management perspective. So I don't mind taking on additional variance if I think it's the plus, if it increases my expected value. So yeah, I will play, I will play three lineups tonight. I will play one lineup in all of my triple ups and all of my three minutes. Then we'll play one lineup in all of my quintuple ups and all of my five minutes. Then I'll play a third lineup in like $12 GPPs, like kind of thousand man GPPs, 800, 1,000, 1,500 man GPPs. Now in all three lineups, I may like my quintuple up lineup may be my $100 showtime lineup, right? My triple up lineup, I may play like, like those hundo tournaments, right? The hundred mans like that may. So I'm like, I'm, I'm playing a lineup that is slightly lower projected than opt, like two points lower, like based on what we're seeing right now. Then one that's like three points lower and then one that's like four or five points lower, right? Like three lineups like that. Or you could choose to just like, hey, you could probably choose to like, I'm just going to play the same lineup in all of those. You could. Perfectly fine. My method of diversification is kind of doing it that way, right? Or you could choose to say, I just want to play three lineups and play... You know, I'm playing 10 different triple ups and I have two different lineups and I play one, one of these lineups and five of them, one of them and the other, like that's perfectly fine. Also, these should all be plus EV. If you knew that this was the lineup, if you knew that this optimal was going to be played or something very close to it by multiple people in your contests, either of the two lineups that we looked at would be fine, would be plus EV. One may be slightly more than the other. And that's what we tried to determine with the lineup simulator right here. But they both should be plus EV. So it's just a matter of like, how much risk do you want to take on? If you're, if you're putting down 15% of your bankroll on a slate, you probably want to be more diversified. I don't suggest playing 15% of your bankroll on a slate, right? But if you are, then probably you want to mitigate some of that risk. If you're playing 1% or less of your bankroll like me, I'd, ra- I'd rather like maximize my my EV because it's one percent of my bank. Like, wow! If I lost it all today, I still have ninety nine percent of my bankroll. Not you know, I didn't didn't lose ten to fifteen percent of it on a given day. But that that's all up to you. That's 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 a risk tolerance issue, and that's it's all on how much risk you're willing to take on. Andrew says, "Do you prefer smaller field triple ups?" Like for the five dollars, they have the sixty-two man and the thirty-one man. Would assume smaller the better, but curious their thoughts. I don't think it matters enough. I really don't. In theory, in theory, with this type of exploitative strategy, you're going to do better against people that you could predict more. Okay, so understand you're actually actively not looking for like bad players. You're almost looking for good players. So in a 31-man triple up, let's say there are 20 sharp players in the lobby or 25 that you I could predict their lineup. It's more likely that you'll get a bigger proportion of them in the 31 in the 31-man triple up than the 62. In the 62, you may have 10 people that are who knows what the lineups they're playing. But of course, they may see the thing is, is that in those 62-man triple ups, in theory, I'm just saying in theory, let's just say in the 31-man. There are five players that are like playing who knows what type of lineup. In the 62 men, there's 10, right? That's the similar proportion. But understand that the bad lineups, you may still have a better lineup than me. 
right? This happens all the time on FanDuel. I was doing this for MLB and FanDuel. And, and I was doing this for MLB and FanDuel. And I'd play a five-man, okay? And I'd play a lot. I'd play a lineup that's three or four points below the optimal. And I'm playing, and I'd play against like someone like McLovin. He would be one. And then the three other people I've never seen before. McLovin would have like the op, one of the optimals. I would have a lineup that's like three points lower than that, but like is like a 5v5. And then the other three players may have a lineup that projects lower than mine anyway. Right? <laughs> it projects lower than mine even with the 5v5. Because who knows who they're playing? They're playing weird players. They go, why the hell did you pay up for that guy? Why are you playing that pitcher? Like you run their lineups, you, you download their lineups, you run it through, and their their lineups are six points lower projected than yours. And yours is already four points lower than, than the optimal. So you may end up finding that even in like the 62-man triple-ups that like the lineup that you choose that's only two points lower or whatever the hell it is may actually be better than than, than five, five out of the 10 of the lineups that are bad anyway, <laughs> right? So it's like almost the best of both worlds. You still you get you you're leaking you're getting some EV from those players and then you're also getting EV from like the 35 other people that there's a train of 12 on one lineup there's a train of 10 on another lineup exact same lineup a train of five on this third lineup and you have a lineup that's a four v four of all of all of them and then when you win yeah you win you will win less often but you will win more money in the long run. You're not looking, because in head-to-heads and double-ups, you're looking to what, win 58% of the time to be profitable? 55 plus, 56% to beat the rake? These triple-ups and anything, if you you win at a 38 to 40% rate, you're profitable. And if you're competing against very similar lineups, that should happen. You will win less often, but when you win, you get 3X, 5X, 10X your money, Right, that's that's what you're aiming for. That's the exploitative strategy. So, like, you could go a week, you go. I lost five out of seven days. It's like that's 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 normal. Five out of seven days, if you lost and you only won two out of seven, you you'll have a small loss. If you win three out of seven, you have a small win. If you win four out of seven, you have a great you have a great week. But remember, you're not playing double-ups or head-to-heads. You're playing triple-ups, quintuple-ups, those styles of contests. 100-man fields or less, GPPs. Like if you're playing on FanDuel. If you're playing on FanDuel, you're playing like the 100-man, 12, top 12. <laughs> I guess I'm, al- I'm, a- I'm allergic to FanDuel, I guess. Allergies acting up. But that's the concept here. I'm just show I'm just showing you the concept. I think this is a better use of my bankroll allocation for GP for uh for DFS. And then devoting devoting the money that I would have played in head dance and double ups to, to props. I'm uh, cu- currently right now on prize picks. I have a 12, a little over 12% ROI. My lifetime NBA cash game ROI is 2.7%. 
which on a significant amount of volume is, is, is pretty good, right? Especially since I can't play anything under $5, right? So if I put 2000 3000 in play, let's say I put 3000 in play on cash games, if my ROI is consistent, which it's not, 1.7% is like $81. That's it. That's all it is. Now, if you multiply that by 200 days, right? Maybe more than 220 days times 81. That's a nice, you know, fifteen to $17,000 over the course of a season, which I'll take. Give it to me. Give it to me. That's perfectly fine. Right? That's my goal typically for for cash in in, in an NBA season. Make around 20,000. 15 to 20,000. That's fine. That's fine for me. Then look to Binka GPP once. That's it. That's all it is. Give me a 50k bink. Give me 15 to 20,000 in cash games. I'm good. That's probably a total assuming it's a 50k bink, that's probably a total it's probably about 50 about $50,000 in profit. I'll take it. I think the easier path, I'm seeing that the easier path to more money is to cut out some of the cash games and go to go to go to prize picks, go to underdog, go to whatever sports book. I I I don't I can't legally bet in Kentucky. And just go and compare our statistical projections to what they got up here. Right? We already go. We already started to get props up for the Clippers. Right? Looks like Norman Powell looks pretty good. We probably have his. We probably have a, a above average projection for him, right? We look through it overlays right here. Like let's take a PRA. Like let's take a look at PRA. Okay, now I have to reload this. Okay, if we take a look at PRA, let's take a look at PRA for like Norman Powell. Right, 24.8 is the projection. The prop is 21 and a half. So like to, like to me, to me doing this, Norman Powell over 21 and a half PRA, points, rebounds, and assists. I have a bigger edge here than I do 2 3% in cash games on in NBA. So I'd much rather do this. And you're not competing against anyone. Oh, what does everyone else have? What are they going to do? Whatever, like, no, just like, okay, what do our projections say? Right. We have CJ McCollum. Looks like his under. That all depend. That all depends if Zion plays or not. We currently have Zion in the projections. It's quite possible that the sports books already are considering him out, or or at least protecting themselves by putting out props as if he was out. Right, we look at yeah, because he's the only one with the PRA prop on the on the Pelicans. Right, let's take a look at uh, the points props for McCollum. Yeah, McCollum. Yeah, but he's lower on. Yeah, because he's lower there. Right. Anything? Yeah, but we have nothing else other than McCollum though. That's pretty much it. Rebounds, assists. Is that going to matter? Do we have McCollum up here? No, we don't even have those. So this this would be something to monitor. Like, if you think that Zion is going to play, like, you should be hammering these C.J. McCollum unders right now. 
Now, if he does now, what we could do, I'm assuming we don't have these available right now. The what if projections. So what you could do. So let's go. Let's see. We also offer here at uh, Roto Grinders for premium members. Let's see. Do we have what if projections? No, coming soon. Okay, they'll they'll be putting those up. I'm assuming that that they're going to make the projections team is going to make what if projections for Zion being out. So we'll have a page where it's like, okay, if Zion in, I mean, we cover, he's questionable. Anything that's a Q tag or better, we'll have in the projections. So you can see Zion is currently in. And that's why the overlay on prize picks is with projections with Zion in. But once these what if projections come out, take a look at them and go, if Zion out, what is CJ McCollum's projection? What is his points, rebounds, assists? And see if it is that is that now now is there any value on those? Maybe you should be going over if anything. And then based on that, you could either take the risk and go. I'm going to think. I'm going to say that I'm going to I'm going to bet as if Zion's out and hit McCollum's unders. And if you see on the what if projections that McCollum actually is good on the over, maybe you do it the other way, or maybe you see that there's no value at all. Or what you could do is that you jot it down, right? So what I will do is I will jot down these McCollum props, right? I will jot them down, not not take them yet. I will find other ones. You know, I'll take the ones that I that, that I see around and I'll put a little asterisk, a little dot next to his name. And then when I get that notification from Roto Grinders, that Zion is out or in, then I I will just go immediately, immediately, as quickly as possible, go to prize picks and hammer whichever way I need to. So right now would be like if if I if we got news at two seventeen, Zion is expected to play. My first thought is get get on prize picks as quickly as possible, and get these McCollum points under and pra under get them in because they're gonna go they're gonna go down they, you may end up it may be 60 seconds you may you may have 60 seconds to do it maybe you have a couple of minutes maybe they'll most likely take them down either they'll change either the projection either the prop will cha- change or you'll just see the whole, all the pelicans props come off the board on prize picks and then 10 minutes later, new ones will come up. So that's what I will be doing. But to me, doing that, getting the edge on that, it's more than a 3% edge in cash games. So not to like poo-poo on cash games. If you want to play double ups and head-to-heads, go right at go right at. I would suggest on FanDuel. If you want to just play straight optimals, there's enough soft action on FanDuel that you should you should be able to get away with it. DraftKings, I think it's it's much sharper. So I so on FanDuel, you don't have to play the exploitative strategy, right? I play how many how can I get off the optimal like that type of thing? Like there's enough there's enough bad players that you can probably you can probably eke out four five six percent at the low stakes, maybe even eight to ten percent on FanDuel. And if I wanted to, I would do that also, but I'm only one person. Just go over to FanDuel, enter all the contests, and just play. Just whatever. Click the button. Play the play the top median lineup. 
based on our projections and do that for the entire season, you're pro you're you're most likely to be profitable. I did I literally did that for an entire season. It was man and what I made 20, 25,000, 20 to 25,000 on FanDuel. No problem. Now on decent amount of volume. It's like, oh, okay, you did if you're playing a hundred dollars a day, you're not gonna make twenty five thousand. Essentially, I over the course of a season, kind of like six X the bankroll or whatever. So you start with five grand, ended up with 30 grand, like that type of thing. So if you started with 500 bucks, you'd end up with 3000 So it sounds impressive, but I mean, it is impressive. That, that's what cash games are. You're not going to make a million dollars playing cash games. James Smith asks, how do you feel about the Fantasy Basketball Championship Qualifier $33 entry fee tournament? How am I supposed to feel? Am I supposed to feel good about it? If you want to take a shot at, at, at live finals or whatever, go for it. But just understand that's like a loss leader for you. That You're taking shots. I don't consider qualifiers to be the most, to, to be plus EV for most people. It's a shot. You want to dedicate a portion of your bankroll to taking shots? I think that's perfectly fine. I do. I've been playing the MMA qualifiers, right? That's my sh- that that's the small portion that I'm taking a shot, right? I always play the the king of the pitch stuff in soccer, but soccer is my best sport, so like I I don't I don't mind that. I think I'm plus EV. The king of the pitch. I've 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 been in the king of the pitch for six six years. Right, which is the it, it's the online final for for soccer DFS on DraftKings. There's no live final. It's not popular enough of a sport. But I've been in the King of the Pitch six times. I've come in second once and third once. So like I'm 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 perfectly fine going for for qualifiers in uh, especially with the qualifier tickets are twenty five hundred hundred dollars, right? So you're playing on like a hundred 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 dollar hundred twenty dollar qualifier for a twenty five hundred dollar ticket. Not like a $66,000 ticket. If you want to take shots, take shots. Just understand they're shots. I would not devote a good portion of my bankroll to taking shots. If you're playing a $33 entry fee tournament and your daily allotment of volume is 50 bucks, that I think that's too much of a proportion. But like, like I said, it depends on what you... What are your goals? Some people's goals aren't to like, oh, I want to make... X amount of money by the end of the year or by the end of the season or by the end of whatever on average per year. Some people are like, I have disposable income. If I lose 3000 over the course of the year, it was great entertainment, but I'm taking shots on possibly winning a million. And if that's the entertainment, that's your goal. Who am I to say that, that you shouldn't be doing that? That's your goal. That's what you're looking for. You like, you want the really big payday. You want to, Hold that big check in the air. Like, sure. Just understand that the most likely outcome 99% of the time is you're losing money. If you're fine with that, if that's the cost of what your entertainment is, go. Don't let me stop you. Justin Kelly says, how many do you have to pick on price picks? At least two. They're fixed parlays, which means you have to find bigger discrepancies. They have to be 57.6% implied probability winners. So if something's off by a half a point on a points prop on NBA, that that ain't enough. 
Keith Espinoza asks, I'm trying to grow my head to head exposure. I started by going only post, by going, uh, by basically only posting head to heads. But I realized, realized I need to start sniping. What percentage do you think is optimal for post snipe at low dollar head to head? There's no, there's no optimal. You depend, snipe, I don't know. It depends on what's available. Most likely you're posting enough head to heads that you'd be withdrawing many of them before lock anyway. So what does it matter? I think you think you're you're trying you're trying to you're trying to quantify things that are very variable on a slate to slate basis. Me, I I just post more than is needed, and then like every hour, every half an hour, whatever, whatever time frame you want. Anytime you take a uh, you go to the bathroom, you take a piss. Anytime you, oh, I'm gonna go uh, grab some lunch, or oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go for a walk. Go into the head-to-head lobby and then go through and, and, and look to see if you could find any any randos before they snipe by other people. Sometimes you'll find a bunch. Sometimes you'll, you won't find any. So who knows? Do you want? Do you want to? Oh, I'm just going to snipe all my head all the head dads, and you find that there's nothing to snipe. Do you just not play? I mean, that's a that hey that you could do that also. But most of the time, bad players will take your head-to-heads then post themselves. So it's a lot of times it's a battle for the lobby. It's a battle for the three mans. It's a battle. No one wants to be the third out of third, three and a three-man with two sharp players. But being the first two when a schmuck is the third guy is valuable. So you're kind of battling for that lobby. How much do you want to battle for the lobby? That really, that's really what it comes down to. And a lot of times, when you battle for the lobby, you're going to end up playing against a lot of sharper players. People don't take the games, and you end up with a three three man with three sharp players. That's the cost of doing business. Most likely, the three of you are losing money to the rake because neither are you going to have a big, a big edge against each other. If you're playing it as like a double up, that's what I'm saying. My my thing is. I'm going in purposely playing it as if my opponents are not observant. That they're just going to play like whatever their optimal is, whatever their, their cat, whatever they're playing in head dance and double ups, that they're playing in triple ups and quintuple ups. And if you go and you download the CSVs, you'll see that 95 plus percent of the time, this is the case. And I will do, do in the beginning of a season, I will do double checking. So I do enter that that lineup that I play in triple ups. I will enter in like the single the large single entry double ups, like the twenty five and the five, just so I can then compare and go, okay, let me take a look at this guy's lineup in one versus the other. Are they the same? Yes. Okay. Are these the same? Yes. Are these the same? Yeah. I'll go. Okay. I don't want to end up playing against the three mans and five mans where people are actually making different lineups, and I can't predict. And I can't predict. Keith says he's battling in the sub five dollar three mans. Yeah, go go for it. If you can play low stakes, go battle in those. Battle for the lobby. Battle as much as you can. Never so never give up. Never surrender. Never not hit the like button. Never not give me thummy thumbs. Give me those thummy thumbs as you head out the door. All right, we got a NBA slate, four game slate. Grinders live later today. You know who's on Grinders Live later today? This guy. 
I'm on Grinders Live. 5.30 Eastern, me and Dean. We have an hour to talk about a four-game slate. You know, we're probably, half of it is probably not, well, I don't know, he's going to talk about movies or something. I don't know. Having me on Grinders Live, who do you like? I don't know, whatever the whatever the numbers say. All right, we'll talk about strategy, though. I think the the, the four-game slates is a little bit, a little bit different on the uh, large field GPP strategy. So we'll talk about that on Grinders Live. So hit that notification bell. You'll know when we go live on Grinders Live. And then right after Grinders Live on the same stream is Crunch Time, which normally is a premium show. But thanks to FanDuel, our sponsor, it's free all season. So you get Andy, you get Kevin Roth, you get someone else, rotating cast. They'll go position by position. They'll go they'll break down FanDuel, DraftKings. Half an hour, just nonstop, like bang, bang, boom, right? Grinders Live is more like BD, just kind of leisurely going through things. So check that out later today. NFL content, as usual. Subscribe to the uh, Scores and Odds channel on YouTube, right? If you want uh, some betting content from Grant and Will and, and whoever, Britt, whoever, I don't know. There's, there's tons of stuff over there. The scores and odds premium, you know, with all the picks and the plays and whatever. The, the odds comparison, the parlay IQ tool that you could use. So sign up for that. Sign up for Roto Grinders Premium. Get the best, and I believe that they're the best projections, NBA projections in the industry. I trust our team. I trust Noto. I trust Andy. I trust Bob and Allen and SBK, whoever behind the scenes. They're in, our, they're in our Slack like all day, yelling at each other over who's going to play, how many minutes. Does his rebound rate go up because this guy's not in? They, that, that's what they, they all talk about that. And it's reflected in the numbers. And then you get the output of that. And you can use that for your DFS lineups as well as, as, well as, uh, as, well as prop betting. Love it. I love it. I love it. And you can always join the Discord, right? I got my own channel in there. Blender's Game Theory. So if you have any questions for me, whether it be about DFS, prop betting, anything, anything strategic, math-related, just come see me there. Sign up for Roto Grinders Premium. We get that. There's even a, 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 I'm doing a Zoom coaching call tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern. That's just for premium members. The Zoom link will be in that channel. You just get on with, get on with me. It's typically a group of people. People come on, audio and video. They share their screens. They ask whatever questions they want. It's never recorded, which means you got to show up and you can feel free to disclose anything you want. Share whatever part of your process. And uh, typically it's very helpful. So join me there. Hit the like button. Give me those thummy thumbs. And uh, and I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. We'll probably go over this NBA slate. We'll go over some other stuff. We'll This will be wild card Wednesday. Talk about whatever you want. I answer your DFS strategy questions. I try to at least every Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock Eastern on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com. <laughs>